Grief Stories is not a crisis resource. Please seek support from a qualified professional in your area to meet your unique emotional and medical needs. You are listening to the Grief Stories podcast. I'm your host, Maureen Pollard, a social worker with an interest in helping people find hope and healing when someone they love has died. In each episode, you'll hear a real person sharing their story of loss and the insights they have gained that help them on their journey with grief. At Grief Stories, we're helping grief make sense one story at a time. Our guest today is Matt Kowalik, a musician who's written and performed songs about grief. Thanks, Matt, for joining us on the Grief Stories podcast today to talk about music and how we can use music with grief um, and as a tool for our uh, emotional expression around our, our intense feelings. Yeah, nice to be here. I, I, I love the topic. Um, and, uh, you know, music guided me through so much of, uh, of my grief and continues to do so. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm happy to share. Thank you. So when you think about the music that you create as a musician, um, talk to me a little bit about how it feels for you to use it. You've particularly used it, as I understand it, with dealing with um, some of your emotions around grief and some of your loss experience. And so can you kind of let us in a little bit into that world for you, how it's felt to create and perform music related to your grief? Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I started processing emotion through music at a young age and um, uh, sort of feeling comfortable um, expressing myself and making myself vulnerable, <clears throat> excuse me, through music, because it's still, there's still a, a, a bit of a space between uh, you and the person you're sharing with, right? There's this instrument between you and them and, um, I can sing a pretty lick, write <laughs> uh-huh. a lyric, you know, you can yeah. bury a lyric a little bit. And, um, but so you can be burying your soul, but kind of hiding it at the same time. Um, and so there's, there's a real, uh, for me, that was a great appeal. And, um, when, uh, I started, uh, you know, oh, I guess, um, I started processing, uh, specifically grief through music. Um, uh, when I was young, when my uncle passed away, um, I started really, really, uh, I was 18. He was 48. He was cancer. And, um, uh, I was destroyed. He was my favorite. We were very close. And, <clears throat> um, that's when I really started writing music. Um, okay. I went from a guy that would just start playing other people's music to uh, someone who started really talking through the instrument and uh, expressing feeling and expressing um, grief. Grief was a big one. Yeah. And I've been doing that ever since. So it sounds like you really moved from playing other people's music to creating your own with grief as the impetus and it really moved you yeah. into that next level of music. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely, it was definitely um, a huge factor. There's a lot of factors that go into um, transitioning into sort of trying, really making a go at your own music. Uh-huh. Um, but that was a big one for me. Yeah. It was, it was the ability to, um, that it worked. It worked for me. 
Right? It was very appealing um, because it worked. And so there was an urge for it to keep working. <laughs> yeah. And not just for Greece, but um, yeah, yeah. So when you say it worked, kind of um, open that up a little bit and talk to me about what worked for you with using the music Ooh. around your grief. Um, yeah, I, there were two, two specific things. I'm a bit of an obsessor. So when, 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 um, you know, my uncle passed, when my mom passed, when these people, these moments of grief have happened in my life, um, uh, I tend to really dig into that emotion and it takes over and I just obsess on it. And one of the sort of, uh, uh, I, I like to call it just sort of a memory tr- or a mind trick that I do on myself is I play music because um, it's like a puzzle. Writing your own music is quite like a puzzle. Uh-huh. Um, you only have a certain amount of notes, right? You, uh, if you decide that you're going to stick to one key, you even have you have even less. So, um, how do I make this sound good? And how do I potentially rhyme a word? And what do I want this song to be about? And all those questions come to play. And next thing you know, you're not really thinking about the grief. Or you are, because you, but you're focusing it. You're concentrating it into this task. Grief is aimless. Grief, grief has no desire to go away on its own. Uh, for, for me, at least. It likes to stick. It lingers. Right. Um, so without processing, uh, I, I can't, I will, it will live with me forever. So I need to process it all the time. And I do that through music. It helps. It just, it helps. Yeah. So you take the feelings and you use the feelings to help you put this puzzle together that creates a song. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's the ability to sort of, also when that song is complete, go, okay, <laughs> Maybe that might be that. Maybe I can kind of uh, uh, put a cork in that particular, um, at least the pain of that grief. Um, it gives yeah. it gives you a bit of a feeling of some resolution, a little bit of healing. Yeah, absolutely. And for two reasons, because they're not for one, because the project itself, you know, has kind of come to a close in that sort of cold sense of task well done. Um, but in the You've immortalized whomever it is you're grieving, um, especially in today's world. Uh, anybody with five bucks can put a song on Spotify, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Up on if it's up on the web, it's forever. So if uh, you know, there's a, I wrote a song when my mom passed, and uh, I you know recorded it and produced it. And uh, uh, it's up on the interwebs, <laughs> and she is now uh, forever honored that way. Right, right. And so it's like a tribute. I like that too. So then, how does that transform or translate into when you are performing? Um, what what happens then? Because you've you've talked a lot about the creative process of. Right. expressing some of your feelings and working on your grief through creation of song. What is there something different that happens when you're performing? Yes. When you're writing, you're just, you're pretty, uh, or at least my experience with songwriting, because I don't do it with others. Uh, I don't play well. Uh-huh. <laughs> others when it comes to songwriting. Um, uh, I, I, uh, at least the core of the song, I'm learning how to let go a bit more, but, um, 
when it comes to writing, you're alone in a room. And it's you and it's your recording gear, um, if that's what you use to write with, which is I do uh, record pretty much everything. And then I start editing um, and then I start sort of shaping it all. And all of that is very just me alone and being distracting me, like I talked about before. When it comes to performing, that's different. That's sharing. <laughs> that is, that is uh, you now saying, okay, this is my product, and um, I'm going to, uh, this is, uh, I mean, that's the cold way of putting it, but this <laughs> is my song. This is uh, my, um, forgive me, I've been sort of in- institutionalized when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, it's, it feels to me like, this is your song, this is your story, this is a piece of your heart. That's exactly it. And uh, and then there's all the buzz that comes with performing live, and half of it is uh, when you're doing uh, original music live, for me, is, is that, is the, uh, here's, here it is, here's, you know, my chest ripped open for the next 40 minutes. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know, because it's, I... Uh, it, it's uh, it was Tom Waits said, uh, "Tell me horrible things to beautiful music, or something like that." Um, and uh, I've always taken that to heart, so I always think and try to shape my music as pretty as I can, um, and uh, just be as honest as I can lyrically. Yeah. So it's still performing is still that. Um... Uh, exposure of the emotions to you and putting that on display for people. How do you find that people respond to music like the song that you made as a tribute to your mom? How do, how do your audiences respond to that emotional content? Um, that's a great question. Um, the people, I, I mean, people are quite, uh, people seem to like it, which is nice. Um, but, uh, when they, uh, when I ask for feedback on lyrics or when they give feedback on lyrics, um, they always find that it opens very specifically about the cancer that killed my mother. The opening line is it starts in the breast and the bone, which is where the cancer got her. And, (laughs) um, so it kind (laughs) of, it kind of starts demanding your attention. Um, and, uh, I think that, um, it can be, I mean, for some people, they found it triggering. Um, but, uh, you know, they, it, it was, it was visceral for some, uh, yeah. for those that knew my mom, um, they had a hard time. My, my cousin had a difficult time processing the song and, uh, you know, I, I never even thought of that initially, but it's something I consider now, uh, when I, when I share it and tell the story of it, I try uh-huh. to consider it to those that might be triggered by it. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you you have learned through the performance that um, your um, what is a, a healing process for you can bump into somebody else's experience and cause a different feeling for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, absolutely, that's very true. Um, what I try to do is just spend more time with it alone. I'm in no rush to necessarily push it out there, so I give everyone. Um, uh, they're fair, you know, I, the people that it would affect, I know. So <laughs> I, would, uh, have, I, I have an understanding of um, if, if maybe it's too soon to share it with them. 
Yeah. yeah. Something I had to learn. Yeah. Well, and that's how we grow, right? We, we try something yeah. and we learn from it and then we grow. And so that means that the next time you write a song about grief, you have that experience to build on in terms of how you share it with the people who might also be touched by it. Is there any music that um, over the years you have found that you listen to that helps you with your with your feelings of grief? Like, so you created this music, um, it, you know, more than once you've created songs that helped you explore and express your grief. Have you also found that there's any particular music that you're drawn to to listen to of other musicians? Yes. Sure, absolutely. Musicians are, 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 are uh, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're like a band of thieves, right? Um, and it's a very respectful uh, thing where um, everyone's just trying to one-up each other lick-wise. And uh, so we tend to, uh, and it's a very fun and, and non-competitive, some of it's competitive, but for the most part, it's a very friendly game. Uh, but that's how you get the Jimi Hendrixes and the, you know, uh, the, 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 I don't know, the Fleetwood Macs um, is, uh-huh. is through that uh, sort of listen and repeat. So for me, and I'm not just named two, um, <laughs> uh, whenever I'm dealing with grief, specifically, I tend to go to jazz. Uh, jazz makes me happiest. Okay. Um, because I find jazz is one of the freest forms of music uh, there is. And um, hearing a, a song that I love played, there's not a lot of, outside of classical, uh, you won't hear the same song played by a lot of people well. <laughs> uh-huh. Right? You'll hear the Rolling Stones will do their song well, and maybe two or three other bands will cover it pretty well, but that's about it. Um, but you can hear, you know, jazz trios across the planet uh, play, you know, Autumn Leaves, let's say, and they'll play it all a little differently and it'll be just as beautiful. Um, and so for me, uh, I'll, I'll think of a song like Round Midnight or Autumn Leaves, uh, <clears throat> a traditional jazz song, and um, I'll set up a playlist where they'll, I'll have different artists playing that song and I'll listen to that one song over and over. And listen to just the little differences in accents and things like that. And by the time I'm done that, um, I usually feel quite a bit better because I've listened to something that I find just terribly clever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same as watching a comedy for me. I, I laugh every time I hear something amazing. So you find it, it gives you that sense of freedom and it's very uplifting. And it sounds like it also gives you something to focus on that feels really positive to you. Mm-hmm. And I connect with the musicians. They're expressing themselves in these, you know, incredible ways. And uh, uh, to do so makes me, I don't know, I find that um, really inspiring and uh, makes me want to express myself as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's so amazing that one song can sound so many ways. Yeah. <laughs> I encourage everyone to do that. I encourage everyone to try that once with a, a song, uh, a jazz or classical song they love and just try to listen to it. And, you know, like the Claire de Lune and, uh, with the you know, full orchestra versus on that classical guitar versus 
um, you know, a three-piece. Uh, there's so many different songs that can be done, so many beautiful, uh, so many different ways and so beautifully. Nice. So if you have, if if you were to have sort of one thing to say about music and the the ways that we use music when it relates to processing grief, you know, is there a way that you would sum up you know, the the creation of music, the performance, the listening, um, you know, even maybe movement to the music. Is there kind of a way that you would sum up how that is for you with grief in particular? It's a great question. I, I guess at this point, I'm so used to processing so many emotions musically that um, it's kind of the same process uh, for almost anything. Um, but grief... Uh, for me, it, uh, I found that the, the performance aspect was more important. It was the sharing. It was the, um, uh, the writing was cathartic. And the sharing was the, look, this is for, you know, this is for her. And um, sharing it specifically with my, with my brother um, was... We didn't get an opportunity to put a, a a marker up. He wanted to put a marker up where she passed in North Carolina, and um, we just didn't get an opportunity uh, before um, you know property sold and all things happened, and uh, as they do. And uh, this was my monument to her. This is my my marker. So. Um, by handing that to him, uh, I found that the the sharing part was very important with grief. Um, that was where I got to say, okay, I've built this thing for you. And even if nobody listens, it's been built. <laughs> and it's powerful and it's a tribute. And it says she was here and she was important. And sharing mm-hmm. that sharing that story really gives you that that feeling of um, some healing. Absolutely, and that's that's so so critical. I think uh, is um, is it is it is is that music allows you to speak in a different language about your grief, and therefore gives you a new perspective on how to process it. And um, you know, whatever your you know native tongue might be. Uh, it's sometimes really hard to express yourself, especially when you're dealing with a grief you have you don't you know you've not experienced before. You you don't understand is is you know just feels like it's on top of you. Um, music can uh, makes you think just a little differently, and that can make all the difference. The, so the movement of music can help you move through the feelings. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that great scene in uh, Philadelphia, Tom Hanks, the opera that he's describing and the, the beauty of that moment. And I don't think, I, I mean, I don't remember it verbatim, but I remember him summing up how I felt about music pretty nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so powerful. What's yeah. the name of the song you wrote for your mom? Uh, Wasted. It's called Wasted. I bet. <laughs> and we can get that on uh, wherever we stream music oh. or... <laughs> yes, wherever you stream music, uh, you can punch that in, and it's probably at the very bottom of <laughs> the search returns, but you would find it there, yeah. Terrific. 
Oh, well, thank you for joining us to talk about music and grief and how music has been so much a part of your own life um, as far as expressing, exploring your feelings and and moving your story out into the world to share with people like your brother and other people who loved your mom as well as, you know, audiences in general. Thank you so much for having me, Maureen. I always have a lovely time. Ah, uh, Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Grief Stories podcast. I'm your host, Maureen Pollard. Please remember that grief is universal, but every person's experience of grief is unique. While our interviews are intended to help listeners feel validation and reassurance, we know that this story might be different from your own. Please visit our website, griefstories.org, for more stories of hope and healing. Thank you.